Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Men with Jim and Jay. I'm Jay. I'm Jim. And we're glad you're joining us for this inaugural episode. We have actually recorded a few episodes ahead of time, and now we're going back to do this first episode to give you an idea of what Breaking Down Men is all about. Yeah, I mean, I think over the years of our friendship, we've been friends for 30 years now and had all kinds of interesting conversations. And especially over the past few years, I think we found ourselves talking a lot about issues related to masculinity. And it feels like the conversation you and I were having was different than some of the conversations that we were seeing in different media outlets and social media where it seemed to be really heavy on the blame game that there's something wrong with men and the fault is women or trans people or communists or globalists or progressives. Somebody else was to blame for men's troubles. The perspective that you and I have is men are breaking down. It's hard to be a man right now. But if men are having problems, it's no one's fault but men's. Right, and so right. looking at the different issues that impact us personally and are present in our culture and sort of looking at breaking down those issues and perhaps even exploring solutions and ideas as well. Yeah, I think that's right. So maybe we should start by talking a little bit about ourselves. I don't think we want to position ourselves as subject matter experts on masculinity as much as just a couple of smart, interested people who are kind of on our own journeys of trying to think about and understand issues related to manhood and masculinity and wanting to share some of those conversations and thoughts that we have. Yeah, I think we might have a certain level of expertise around a variety of things, but mostly I think we're just trying to have an authentic conversation, sort of normalizing the discussion of some of these topics between two guys. No, we are not experts on anything. (laughs) (laughs) I am adamant. (laughs) That we are not experts. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and the things that you know a little bit about but are not an expert in? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, this is really part of my own journey around thinking about manhood and masculinity. As a young person in my sort of late teenage years and early 20s, I was really involved in religious communities that were very conservative and had very sort of conservative ideas about men's roles and women's roles and how people should relate and what it means to be a man and a woman and how that was given to us from by God on some level or defined in the Bible about what masculinity is or femininity is. Mm-hmm. So that was something that informed my perspective early on in my life. And since then, I've been on a journey of much more learning and growth around challenging a lot of those assumptions and coming to understand manhood and masculinity very differently, moving into being a much more progressive person in learning about and reading a lot about women's perspectives on men and masculinity, plus just learning about 
social justice issues in general more broadly and how those things relate to questions of masculinity. So, you know, I feel like I've been on a journey from a more conservative standpoint to a much more progressive place. I did work for a number of years within the Christian church as a pastor and as a teacher. A lot of that work I've sort of left behind at this point in my life and I'm no longer really engaged in a religious community. And lately, I've been doing a lot of writing and performing of comedy. I think for me, the way that this sort of relates to my life is in understanding that the political and the personal are intermixed. Our experiences as individuals also have ramifications in a political environment that seems to be in a very significant sort of culture war over these specific questions around gender and masculinity and femininity. And so the kind of conversations that we have are relevant not just to our learning and understanding, but also to a broader sort of political, social understanding. Sounds like you're an expert to me. I also (laughs) think you're clearly underplaying some of your expertise around Christian religious texts. Mm -hmm. And I do think it is a critical component to a lot of the themes around masculinity that exist in American culture, for sure. Like, I think the Bible in particular is a foundational text in the a lot of the patriarchal themes that our country is built on. So I'm sure you'll have some expert insights to share with us at some point about that. As for me, I'm on my fourth career. I did a little bit of church work. I did a little business work. I did a little education work. And now I'm doing mental health work. I do have a business degree and I worked managing a construction business for several years in my 20s. Then I had enough of that and went and got a education degree and worked in education for about 15 years. Then I had enough of that and (laughs) went and got a clinical mental health degree and am now working in the state of Georgia as a relationship coach and therapist and I'm really enjoying that. And hopefully we'll, this will be my last career. Sure, I would like, sure, I yeah. sort of picked this one consciously like, hey, I'm 50. I could do this for the next 20 years. I can sit on my ass and talk to people and get paid for it, <laughs> which is really uh, all it is. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, what could be better preparation for being a podcaster than experience Ooh. sitting on your ass and talking to people? You know? That's true. Good point. That is the definition of this job. Yeah. Yeah. That is my uh, career background, if you will. (laughs) Again, definitely not an expert. A jack of all trades, master of none is a pretty good cliche description of me. Yeah. You have a lot of expertise. And I think one of the things that will be part of the podcast and our ongoing conversations is that we both have a propensity for brief but deep dives into particular topics. We can really dive into things and get deep into the weeds of learning about the topics. Hopefully that's something that'll be part of our conversations here. We'll involve some research and some times of us like exploring some of these ideas a little more deeply, but we haven't written books or anything and spent 10 years researching men and masculinity, but we uh, have the capacity to sort of dive into those things on an as-needed basis. We have the kind of neurodivergence that allows us to do deep dive into topics that 
interest us, but not the kind of neurodivergence that would allow us to sit down and write an actual book about those things. (laughs) We're more about like we could write a pamphlet uh, about. No, this is about anything. This is our book right here. This is yes. this is what we're doing instead of writing right. a book as we're just right. talking about stuff yeah. one one chapter at a time, you know. Yes. Here, so. There you go. This is our book. <laughs> um yeah, and I think it probably is helpful to say in the context of our conversations around these topics that both of us are cishet white guys. And I have been, was married for 12 years and I'm now divorced, have been divorced for the last eight years and don't have any kids, but just for context purposes to get an idea that I've have experienced the world of being married and living as a, a monogamous heterosexual person in this culture. And also now have the experience of being a single person sort of in midlife. So some of that is relevant to some of our conversations. Yeah, for sure. And yes, I am married for almost 24 years. Yeah. With two children, 16 and 21. So I am on the tail end of hands on parenting. You're never not a parent, but yeah, yeah. The era of hands on parenting is drawing to a close for me. And two great kids who honestly don't require a lot of parenting. We got lucky in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we want to just talk a little bit about why we started this podcast and what we hope to do with it and why you should listen to it. For me, the the sort of genesis of this comes from conversations that I've had with a lot of friends and partners over the last few years who have said to me on a number of occasions that they think my perspective on men and masculinity is unique or different from what mostly is heard in the society or mostly what they hear from other people in their lives. I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by a lot of therapists in my life as as friends and romantic partners. And Jim, you're one of those. And many of those folks have said to me sort of unprompted that they think that I have some some ideas and insights about men and masculinity that they think would be helpful for their clients or for their clients' spouses, husbands, boyfriends, fathers, other men in their clients' lives. So I think that was part of the what sparked this idea for me. And and then in the context of you and I just sort of naturally having these conversations on our own and mix topics of substance with more lighthearted jokes and poking fun at each other and at society or making references to 80s action movies. What's your sense of kind of the story of how this came together? Yeah, very similar. I think a big part of our friendship over the years has been to just talking. And when we've been in different cities, talking on the phone, when we've lived together, talking in person over dinner or cigar or chicken wings or while watching a game or out on a boat or doing whatever, but just always a lot of chit chat that is a good mix of entertaining and shallow and deep all at the same time. And so I think my hope for this podcast is that the conversations we have here are an authentic reflection of just who we are as people, as men, and just sort of normalizing deep, interesting, real conversations between two men about topics that impact all of us as as people and 
if that is appealing to folks and helpful to folks, then that makes me happy. And if it's just you and I talking and we're entertaining each other and just happen to be recording it, then that's fine with me too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't take myself seriously enough to think that I am changing the world here as much as just offering a piece of myself and a piece of you and saying like, Hey, here you go. If this is helpful, if this is funny, if this is smart, if this is stress relieving, whatever the case may be, that's fantastic. But I'm just here to sort of be myself and share what I've learned and who I am and what I think. The uh, gurus of the podcast will say that you have to give a very clear indication to people of the benefits of listening to this podcast. And here's what we're going to make sure that you receive. And I think we certainly hope that people will gain some insight or understanding or a different perspective on things. But ultimately, we hope that it'll just be a chance for people to kind of listen and hang out with us. We hope to structure the show in a way that will allow us to have some funny bits that we do together and uh, make each other laugh, but also allow us to get into some serious topics, both sharing things from our own lives as well as talking about things going on in the culture. Yeah, 100%. I was just going to say, I hope we have a good mix of witty banter, dumb banter, really super smart banter. And, you know, a lot of banter, banter. It's all different types of banter. If 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 I'm supposed to say, what should you expect? (laughs) If you're going to spend a little time with us, Mm -hmm. it would be banter. Right. And then again, of various forms. Yeah. Uh, For various forms and qualities. No, no, no promises about quality of banter. No. But banter you will receive. The question of, you know, why should you listen to this? I think it's mainly. Do you want to enjoy segments that are named after quotes from 80s and 90s movies? I think that would be a good reason to listen. Do you feel like there's not enough podcasts out there hosted by two cishet white guys and you just think like we should really give these guys a voice, you know, (laughs) that might be another good reason to listen. I don't know. Why else should people listen, Jim? Yeah, I mean, I think those are the. Those are the, the main reason is what the world needs now is more two middle-aged white guys just talking about stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. And I guess what I would say is our angle on that is that we think maybe we're talking about things a little differently than your average middle-aged white man. And so time will tell. Right. Uh, time will tell, number one, if that's true. Number two, if anyone cares. But um, I think We're not think like that's... regular moms. We're like cool moms. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're I know you're tired of hearing white men talk, but we're the different ones. We're just we're different. slightly we're different. different. Yeah. We're different. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, we should just I think move on to our closing segment. So, yeah, so the, the final segment of the Jim and Jay podcast is always going to be picking teams. I think just about everyone has experienced this at one point in their life, being in gym class or out on the mm-hmm, playground mm-hmm. or some place where 
teams were picked and we were everybody was standing in a crowd and two people were nominated to start picking teams to play whatever game was coming up. And they were always filled with that sense of dread. Are they going to pick me? Am I going to be picked last? Does anyone like me? It like touches on all of those feelings of like childhood anxiety or whatever (laughs) and popularity and do I fit in? And so we wanted to dredge all of those feelings back up. Yes, yes, definitely. And basically the idea is that we are picking a topic and then choosing aspects of that topic for our team. And once they're chosen, the other person can't choose them. So it's not just like name your five favorite foods. It's we're picking favorite foods. And once I pick one, you can't pick it. So that's yeah. why we call it that's why we call it picking teams. Then once it's picked, like if you pick pizza, then I can never eat pizza again for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Well the topic, yes, that is a good explanation of picking teams. And our topic for today is most annoying qualities in a roommate. Now, you and I have lived together on many occasions, beginning in college. We were roommates for two years in college. Yeah. And and as and then as recently as uh, two years ago during lockdown, we also lived together. That would have been a good time to start a podcast together when we were living together. It was lockdown. Right. We didn't do that. No. But that gave us insights to be able to pick the most annoying qualities for a roommate. Yeah. I have never lived alone in my entire life. Wow, really? I never. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I have literally had a roommate or housemate my entire life. Well, we we choose who goes first for picking teams by uh, flipping the coin. Do you want heads or tails? I'm going to go with tails today. Tails it is. Yes, I'm so good at picking heads and tails. (laughs) You have a real talent for it. Some might even say an expertise. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, you get the first pick. What you taking? I'm just going to take a classic roommate trope right off the top, which is uh, the the person I am calling the dish piler. Mm, Yes. Uh, Also known as the dish soaker. Um, (laughs) They will eat their meal. Uh, dirty a plate, a fork, a knife, whatever else they're using, uh, a cup of whatever, they will put those plates in the sink or uh, maybe just on the counter until later when they, in theory, plan on returning to the scene of what I would now call a crime, uh, but they they never do. And then yeah, the, yeah. The, the, uh, the other roommate is now forced to make a decision. Do I deal with their dishes because they're gross and I don't want to? But if I don't, they may be there for two, ye- two days, two years, two days, three days, or two years, whatever, yeah. and then attract bugs, flies, whatever else. But if I do them, then they'll just keep doing that. Right. And the they never learn. They'll start. never learn. Right. Yeah. So it's really it really puts you in a tough spot as a roommate when you live with a, a dish soaker. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. I have been the dish soaker for sure. We all have a slip up, but I'm talking about the cereal dish soaker yeah, every yeah. time. Never does it and doesn't return to it in any sort of reasonable amount of time. But, yeah. Yeah. Classic. A classic. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I'm going to go with another classic, although, you know, this one is hopefully people haven't had this experience, but the worst in my mind 
annoying roommate quality is not paying the rent. Mm, yeah, the rent delinquent. That's the, on my list. Too. Yeah, <laughs> the rent that was that was gonna that was gonna be my next pick. So <laughs> yeah. the rent delinquent is a classic, and it's depending on the situation you have. Sometimes it's like you are paying the full rent and then they're supposed to pay you. It's like annoying. And they'll be like, Hey, can you cover me for a few days or whatever? But then if it becomes like all the time month after month, and then it's like, now they owe you three months of rent Mm -hmm. and your friends. So you don't want to be too much of a dick, but it's also like, Hey, I need money too. And right. um, But then sometimes it's like, they're supposed to be paying the landlord and they're not paying it. And that's even more like, extreme because then you're like yeah we're gonna get kicked out because i gave you the money but you didn't give it to the landlord Mm -hmm. uh so you're doing your part and your your roommate's not doing theirs. so that is a you know a significant roommate foul is uh is the the non-rent payer yeah that would have been my next pick had it had the rent delinquent still been available okay for my next pick i'm gonna take the bathroom hog Mm, yeah. And the bathroom hog, it really consists of two qualities. Number one, it's the time they spend in the bathroom. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like they're going in there to like take a crap or whatever, but you know they're really just in there on TikTok. And it's like you've got to get in there to brush your teeth or use the bathroom yourself or take a shower or whatever. And you can't because, you know, they've really got to like take their time to do their thing or their morning routine in the morning with their, you know, getting their shower and drying off and washing their face and brushing their teeth and fixing their hair or whatever, that entire routine just takes sort of an outlandish amount of time, right? That's level one, hogging the time. (laughs) Level two, and this is the the primo hog, is Mm -hmm. not only do they spend too much time in the bathroom, they're disgusting. They are they are an actual hog in there dirtying, dirtying things up. They're, you know, I they're, yeah. you're using you know, hog in multiple, multiple yeah, ways. You know, yeah. they're the, they leave the toothpaste in the sink. They, you know, spill the shampoo on the side of the shower. They, you know, the, rub poop could, on the walls. They could be a little cleaner with their, with their toilet use. Yeah. I won't go into all the details on that, <laughs> right. but y'all know what I'm talking about. And so, yes, the, the bathroom hog too much time in there. And mm-hmm. when they're in yeah. there, it's disrespectful and disgusting. And yeah. they're not clean it, cleaning it up after themselves. Yeah, so, absolutely. Nothing, that is nothing, nothing worse than a bathroom. Yeah. Hog. That is definitely a top, a top complaint for the uh, annoying roommates for sure. Yeah, I will say uh, for my next pick, I got to go with too loud fucking. Mm, I just think, you know, if you're like over the top with the moaning, the panting, the banging, the groaning, and it's like I have to listen to it and I'm I'm alone. I don't have anybody to Mm -hmm. be having sex with. And right. uh, I don't want to have to listen to you have sex, at least not all the time, and at least not so vociferously. Mm-hmm. If it's like slightly overhearing occasionally, that's one thing. It's another thing if it's like constant and it feels almost performative at some times, you know, that's that's a little bit too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing we don't do on the Breaking Down Men podcast, which is kink shame. <laughs> and so uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that one because I'm, I, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm into oh, it. Oh, you're, so you're into that. Okay. If you, yeah. yeah. If you, you know, if you want to be doing your thing in the next room over, you know, just go for it, you know, yeah. like power it up and go for it. And I will, and just know that I will be 
<laughs> enjoying every minute of it myself. Yeah, we now, don't kink shame. If it's shame. at an inappropriate, if it's like four in the morning and I've got a, you know, a big project due the next day or whatever, right, then right. come on, be respectful. But otherwise, you know, hey, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Yeah, I think that's you. right. I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying listening to people have sex. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not trying to kink shame anybody. I'm just saying- yeah if you verify with your roommate that they enjoy that kind of thing uh-huh. ahead of time, then by all means, every it's everyone wins, you know? So, yeah. But so if, if it's you're, like, if you're a loud fucker, verify with your roommate that they're into that. And you if have they're to, not, that's then, like a perfect then, marriage then, of roommates is right, like the loud right. fucking roommate and the, the kinky roommate that likes to hear people fucking right. Is like, that's what you're looking for. You know? Yeah. It's a yin and yeah. yang situation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Communication. All right. Well, that's been picking teams. And I guess we should, with that, bring to a close this episode of Breaking Down Men with Jim and Jay. Jim, do you have anything you want to say before we close the episode? No, we have absolutely covered it all. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And please subscribe to the podcast if you are enjoying it and write us a review. And we would love to hear your thoughts. Peace. Jim and Jay are breaking down men.